Welcome back to Nate the Hate, where I am joined by my co-hosting Australian mate, MVG. What's up, Nate? Great to be here. Great to have you, because today we just saw our first glimpse, I guess what you would describe as an in-engine, next-generation window into the Xbox Series X with their inside Xbox you know, show, which is leaving people a little bewildered. Well, it is inside Xbox, right? I mean... It's kind of True. par for the course that it's not going to be a mind-blowing show. But I, to, to be fair on Microsoft, it was probably their best inside Xbox to date. And, you know, we think that over the summer it's going to just get better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of interesting things to discuss that we that we saw on, on this uh, inside Xbox for sure. Yeah, I'm going to run through the list of games they showed at this inside Xbox event because it's... It wasn't many. It was only about a dozen or so games. And these are the games shown in order. We had Bright Memory Infinite from Playism, Dirt 5 from Codemasters, Scorn from Ebb Software, Chorus from Deep Silver, Madden NFL 21 from EA, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 from Paradox, Call of the Sea from Raw Fury, The Ascent, The Medium from Blooper Team, Scarlet Nexus from Bandai Namco, Second Extinction from Systemic Reaction, Yakuza Like a Dragon from Sega, and finally Assassin's Creed Valhalla from Ubisoft. Not exactly the strongest <laughs> lineup of software per se. I mean, we see some new IP. We saw some a lot of cross-generational software, but when it came to a next generation reveal event, I don't think this is the software lineup you really want to lead with. I think these games were better suited as an E3 conference sizzle reel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I dude, totally agree with you. I, I mean, that's what it felt like to me. It felt like that this was part of their E3 presentation that they kind of have in the back half of the presentation where they just kind of showed off some of the, I guess, the lesser known games that are coming. You know what I mean? I Look, man, I'm going to just jump into it. I didn't think it was a particularly great show. It, it was it was okay. I would say it was a, a solid 6.5, 7 out of 10 show. It was something that I think it was a good thing that Microsoft put it together. Like, I've, I've, I live streamed it, and there were a lot of people in the chat that were saying, you know, this was a misstep and, and all this stuff. I don't agree that it was a misstep, but I do feel like they probably could have come up with something a little better than this. And the biggest takeaway that, that I saw, and I totally agree with, was we saw a lot of trailers, but we didn't see much gameplay. And all this was considered a kind of a gameplay style inside Xbox. But we saw a bunch of trailers. And, and at the end of the day, even the Assassin's Creed Valhalla stuff at the end was supposed to be gameplay that wasn't really gameplay either so I think a lot of people just kind of walked away scratching their heads wondering well we just saw a bunch of trailers you know literally movie trailers and and not really much else so what what do we kind of make from this and I think that's really the big question now yeah as I watched the event I was like this would have been it would have felt in place at an E3 conference if you just put it like in the middle of your two hour presentation, 
and it would have been fine. People would have watched the games. It would have, it, they would just would have been hype trailers. But this was supposed to be Microsoft's first foray into showing us what next gen is going to offer from, you know, in terms of visual fidelity, frame rate, ray tracing, all those bells and whistles. And they didn't quite take that full step. Instead, they went halfway. And to be fair, from what I have been told, this event was not their original plan for May. Hmm. This ended up becoming something when they realized they had a lot of overflow from what they were planning for their E3. And so this was kind of just pieced together last minute, but you know, not like in the last day or so. It was something that came together very quickly. And these were the games they chose to, for whatever reason, showcase. And I mean, there are some quality looking games in this. It just comes back to the idea of this was supposed to be our first look at next gen. And this wasn't the strongest step to move forward with. Right. And I mean, it does feel like a calculated mistake on Microsoft's part to do this. But then I think back to their statement made earlier in the week when they talked about Xbox 2020 planning, where they said each month leading up to launch, we're going to have some sort of news. And I think that was their way of getting ahead of today's event and tried to take some of the pressure off it by confirming that there is going to be a first party showcase in July. Yeah. They're going to talk more about the hardware and what Microsoft themselves are developing for the platform. So it almost felt like they could see that people were expecting a lot from today. And they're like, no, we have to take this back a bit because this is not going to be what fans are hoping for. Yeah. I have a lot of lot of different thoughts and we'll, we'll get through them. But I guess my first question is, what was your pick of the games that, that you, that really kind of made you kind of enjoy? What, what was your favorite game, I guess, that you saw or favorite trailer that you saw? I really liked the medium from Blooper Team. Me too. Because yeah. I'm a fan of the layers of fear games. Yep. Yep. And... I think, I mean, it was just a CG trailer or an in-engine trailer, so we really don't know much about the game itself, but it does have a great composer attached to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. With, yes, with Akira Yamako from the Silent Hill series. Man, so they must have given him a huge bag of cash for him to get on, on board that project. You'd have to imagine, but, I mean, they've always been visually strong in their games. They're flow of the psychological elements has always you know it's jump scary but now you pair those visuals and that type of gameplay with a soundtrack from him and it's going to be it's definitely going to be immersive and it's going to be powerful so that's definitely a game that caught my attention immediately another game even though it is a cross gen it's not exclusive or anything is yakuza like a dragon which it's not a surprise to see it come to the Xbox Series X because we have had two Yakuza games come to Game Pass only in the last month or so. But it's a big get from Microsoft because it removes another feather from Sony's exclusive hat. Yeah. And like it may not damage Sony's brand in any way to lose the Yakuza series because it is on PC, but it just reinforces Microsoft's stance of we're going to have you know, the majority of third-party games that you might see from Sony hardware. So it helps them in that way. So I guess an easier way to put it is I was impressed with 
some of the Japanese support that Microsoft went out and courted mm -hmm. and that they highlighted in this event, like Yakuza, Scarlet Nexus from Bandai. Those represent to me Microsoft's vision and effort that they are going to really court and focus on those Japanese developers in a bigger way with the Xbox Series X than what we saw with the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. I, I think you know Phil Spencer has been pretty big on that stuff, which is great. I mean, you know, it's no secret that Microsoft and Xbox have always struggled in Japan. I mean, they had some semblance of of Japanese support in the OG Xbox and 360 days, pretty much withered away on the on the Xbox One when Don Matrix stepped in and just let it die and. So yeah, I mean, it is very encouraging to see that um, Yakuza look look good. Like it looked like a visual upgrade than kind of just the the current gen ones. It kind of popped a little more and more fidelity, but very distinctive Yakuza style game, which I'm a fan of. Like I I like the Judgment game that just was recently released last year. So yeah, I'll definitely check that one out. I thought it was cool that it's I guess it's in the they called it the launch slate which I guess is like a window of time when the, the system comes out that it will be um, part of that launch window when it comes out. So that that's cool to see. I agree with you. I think meeting was probably my pick of the games. Um, I was a little, wasn't really sure what it was. Like I, I heard kind of Silent Hill guitar playing starting and I was like, whoa, what's this? Is this like a Silent Hill game? Like I was kind of getting excited because we heard rumors about Silent Hill coming back and, konami selling the rights to kojima all this sort of stuff that we've been hearing about um so i kind of got excited when i heard silent hill guitar playing and and um yeah no the medium looks cool it has an alan wake vibe to it which i'm i'm yeah. a big fan of so i i i think that was my favorite game of the of the show uh the ascent was another one that which i thought was was quite cool that was the twin stick well i think it's a twin stick shooter um cyberpunky diablo style game that looked kind of cool to me it looks like a twin stick shooter that that one looked kind of fun other than that i mean assassin's creed valhalla i mean yeah we've, we've we already saw like a reveal of that um I, I think it was a little misleading that they they were talking about gameplay when there wasn't really any gameplay i mean it was just a bunch of movies man like cutscenes. honestly there, there was there was no gameplay yeah. there like i was when when you think Assassin's Creed gameplay, you think about like on E3 where like someone's got a controller in their hand and they're running around like doing a, a side mission or something, you know. Hey, I gotta I gotta run up to that tower over there and, and then activate the the you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, none of that was, was a part of this. Um and look, I'm sure we'll see more of that as as the months progress, but I didn't really think it was a big way to end the show and then you know, other than that, I mean Madden sure is madden it it looks cool for next gen i mean i like the throwback to the you know the early madden games that was that was cool and of course patrick mahomes you know having him on there that was that was fun but i mean um yeah for me medium was was the big takeaway uh from from the show dirt yeah. four uh dirt four or dirt five um five. dirt five yeah that looked cool and from a technical standpoint that kind of gave us a a glimpse of what we should expect so dirt 5 there was two options there was the 4k 60 
which is impressive. And then they had the 120 hertz or 120 FPS option, but they didn't tell us what resolution that would be. So I'm assuming it's either at 1440p or 1080p, but that will definitely be an interesting game. I'm not a big fan of Dirt, but um, it looked looked very nice, you know. But man, here's my big takeaway from this. A lot of trailers for a gameplay reveal right but the other thing was and i don't know if you saw this nate i'm sure you did but did you see the fine print on pretty much all of those games where it says representative of series x gameplay so it wasn't actually running on (laughs) series x hardware so what does this mean it means one of two things it means that a lot of these studios don't have a dev kit on hand which is probably true because we've heard about Mm shortages in the past and COVID-19 and all that stuff that's been going on. But also, what about the fact that maybe they have the hardware on hand, but they're sticking to PC trailers for now because they are still optimizing for Series X? What do you think? Yeah, I would probably say it's more so the latter because a lot of these games that we saw were dated for 2021. There weren't a lot that were saying, oh, we're coming out at launch. Some did, you know, like Madden will come out this year. But when I look at things like Scarlet Nexus, I mean, I thought it was actually a new God Eater game because mm-hmm. it was pretty much identical gameplay. And for, you know, but I think it was more that they are either very early in development on the Xbox Series X version specifically, and they have a PC build. And they're like, okay, well, this is going to be what we're expecting from the Xbox Series X, and this is what we're going to make the trailer from, and we'll show it. And we've seen this before when sure. we transition into any next-gen. Yep. it's it, They always give us that that technical slice of what they think they're going to achieve. Typically, they come close. And I think that was one of the problems today, as you said, is we didn't see gameplay mm. per, of any you know real game i think scarlet nexus may have been the closest we saw to gameplay because that trailer actually had frame rate dips yeah which was peculiar why you would show a trailer that does not have you know flawless representation of your gameplay so maybe that was the only honest example of a game at the entire event but it was it was peculiar and i do think you know we just saw we saw more target renders mm-hmm. than true in-engine performance or gameplay performance running on Xbox Series X from these games, which, again, it's nothing that is new to the industry. We'll see it again from Sony when they highlight some of their third-party games and even first-party games. It's, you know, it's a marketing ploy. They want to show you the best that they can. But, I mean, I guess it returns me back to, like, my original statement of this wasn't an event Microsoft was planning for right now with these games, you know, specifically. This was something that they threw together because they did want to communicate with people. They wanted to keep the conversation flowing about what they're doing with Xbox Series X. So maybe some of the developers are like, hey, we have to cut a trailer relatively fast and considering the working home conditions, maybe they weren't able to get more recent builds of the games that they are working on. So they just had to take some PC trailers because i mean a lot of these games are coming to pc as well Mm -hmm. yeah what do you think about the smart delivery thing like i I think it's a cool 
cool feature. Is it really like a big deal though? Like I, I consider smart delivery to be very similar to when you upgrade from an Xbox One to an Xbox One X or from a PS4 to a PS4 Pro, you'll get that patch that gives you the the higher frame rates or the higher res. But other, otherwise, you don't really get anything. So what do you think about like the, the smart delivery thing? Do you think it's just overhyped marketing buzz on a feature that is just kind of obvious that you would get anyway? Or do you think it's like legitimately something that's that's kind of cool? We'll be back after a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. I think it's a cool system that Microsoft has in play here because we still haven't heard anything from Sony if they're supporting it. And even though you, we did have EA come out and say, oh, you get it with Madden, they already have detailed the caveats surrounding mm-hmm. Madden 21 for the smart delivery because they actually do not support smart delivery. What they're instead offering is that you get a free upgrade as long as you buy Madden NFL 21 on Xbox One before the end of 2020 and you have to upgrade it to the Series X version by March 31st of 2021. So... I guess not every publisher is going to support this, which is a shame, but we've seen like cyberpunk already say, yeah, we're supporting this full on, which, you know, it's smart Yeah, because it also represents to me that these, you know, these specific publishers aren't going to try to exploit us to force us to double dip on a game that just came out for the current gen. And then we have the next gen consoles released a few months later and they say, oh, well, here's that upgraded version spend $60 again instead of saying, hey, you bought it once, upgrade, it's fine. I like I like that mm-hmm. in concept, and I hope the publishers do embrace it in full and not do some half-assed effort like EA. But to EA's credit, this is better than what they did going from PS3 to PS4, where if you bought Madden for an extra $10, you could upgrade to the PS4 version. So at least this time they're giving it for free for, you know, three months. Right. What about, I guess the other thing is that I thought was interesting was we didn't see anything that took advantage of the Series X features. And by that, I mean, we didn't see anything that had ray tracing on there. We didn't see anything that had, you know, variable rate shading or, you know, some of the specific one uh series x features ray tracing is probably the big standout so it really tells me that developers don't have enough time to get those kind of bells and whistles in a build before they launch the game so do you think that 
we'll see a lot of games take advantage of ray tracing or do you think it's going to be more the exception where you know you'll get it in the first party microsoft titles because they're obviously pushing that feature pretty heavily right now and like like the third party or the the cross-gen stuff will will just fall by the weight so do you think do you think ray tracing will have an impact in next generation at all i do think we will see it from a fairly substantial amount of software that we see on the xbox series x and the playstation 5 but i do think it is going to strictly come down to the developer where if we have the ray tracing on the pc versions of these games be it like a call of duty assassin's creed then i think we will see ray tracing in the console versions of those same titles but when it comes to more of those indie tier type of games which is kind of what we saw today in a sense or even mid-tier double-A type of games, mm-hmm. then it's really going to become really dependent just on the developer and the publisher when it comes down to time, resources, and cost. So it's it's tough to say. I mean, Microsoft and Sony will definitely position their games using these features because they have to. They're the ones talking about ray tracing and SSD and all those marketing terms. So they have to make sure that their games utilize them in a meaningful way Whereas those mid-tier developers might look at it and say, oh, it's not worth the, you know, the performance right. cost. We want to maybe just showcase higher-end visuals without that overhead of in- implementing ray tracing for the better lighting and, you know, reflections and such. So it's definitely going to be a case-by-case basis. But I do think in the end, we probably see over 50% of releases utilize ray tracing to some capacity yeah yeah i think so i mean like go ahead no but like as you said today wasn't a good representation of ray tracing ssd or any of those next gen bells and whistles which i think is a big mistake on microsoft's part because had you come out with i'll even use like assassin's creed as the example you could have shown a current gen version saying this is how long it takes to load the overworld yeah and then show the Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X optimized version. Like they loved putting that badge on the screen today and show we load it in half a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that would have done a lot to get the messaging across of this is what we're offering you. Quite right. I know um, the lead lead developer for, De- uh, for Dirt 5 was talking about fast loading, but you're right. I mean, it's one thing to to mention it. It's another thing to actually demonstrate it. If they if they showed something like that, that would really have made a huge difference. I think for sure. Look, I think that you know, so, uh, Sony had their presentation, the Sony presentation, a couple of months ago. It wasn't didn't go over very well. This wasn't that level of disaster, but it was not great, man. Like it wasn't wasn't great. Now, is it a is it something that Microsoft can can resolve? Yes, they can. I mean, I think the next presentation that they put together that has the first party stuff, I think will be on point and I think it will really show off the power of the hardware and and some of the rumored games that we keep hearing about that will well may get revealed, which will be which will be fun. So yeah, I mean I think there's definitely it's not it's not a disaster, but it's it didn't really go the way that I thought it would and, and, and probably many other people. And like I said, I thought it was a solid seven 
wasn't wasn't a disaster but it wasn't particularly great some definitely some highlights and look overall i felt like graphics look really good they look really sharp across all the games that we saw so that's very promising to me like this is finally a 4k generation that we're stepping into none of this you know check checkerboarding stuff or um (laughs) upscaling stuff i mean this all this stuff looked really really crisp and it popped really well really well so yeah definitely a lot of positives to take away from this um i did like some of the games but overall yeah i wish we saw more gameplay and i wish we saw more representative uh well sorry some real series x engine footage of some of these games you know yeah i mean that's where it feels like microsoft has dropped the ball here because there are better ways to showcase the first you know next gen footage and this just wasn't it this came off more like a bad sony state of play or kind of like a nintendo nindies event Mm. where you go into it like oh this might be you know this is gonna be really cool and you walk away just feeling underwhelmed it wasn't that it was a bad overall show the software shown shows promise games like chorus are intriguing yep chorus looked good actually i mean we we only saw a, a very small glimpse of it but the glimpse that that we saw actually got me interested in in more learning more about the game yeah it looked it looks really solid for you know it's a space shooter it looked it looked neat and it's a new ip so it's something to be excited about but it, it just comes down to we wanted to see gameplay of these games wow us with those visuals wow us with new gameplay ideas a sizzle trailer of you know 14 games it would have done fine in a bigger E3 presentation, but not in a dedicated event like this where you promised us in the first glimpse at Next Gen. Yes, you gave it to us, but it felt a little bit, and I don't want to use the term bait and switch because you did give us what you promised. You just didn't deliver it in the way that we had expected. Yeah. We thought we were going to see gameplay yeah. we, or meaningful gameplay, not a trailer that's cut up of random bits of gameplay that almost just looks like a cinematic sequence. Right. And again, like show us those, show us some of those next gen features, show us why these games are better on the Xbox series X than an Xbox one X or even a PC. If you want to put that badge on all these games saying it's optimized, show us how it's optimized. Yeah. They, they fail to do that. Like at the end, like these are in-engine trailers with some gameplay. They should be visually appealing. They should be, you know, amazing to look at. But that doesn't mean anything if we haven't seen the game. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, marketing the point of marketing is to essentially mislead you in a way to sell you on the product. And we see these types of trailers every single year every single time a new generation is about to be born and the consumers learning about your tricks we're not falling for these lies anymore i think i think a lot of a lot of consumers are just becoming numb to seeing trailers you know and even they could be the prettiest trailer in the world or it could be something really compelling at the end of the day it's it's still a trailer and um you know, I think that's really what it comes down to. I mean, 
if you look at the title of this show, it says the first look Xbox Series X gameplay full show. So I mean, even in the in the title, they talk about gameplay, um, uh-huh. and we we got a very very small minuscule piece of it across you know the the thirty five minutes it was on. Yeah, and I think that's going to hurt Microsoft's message, at least within the community, because they're going to view this and say, well, that wasn't a strong representation of what I thought we were getting from next gen or the Xbox Series X. And with the expectation that Sony is coming in June with their PS5 reveal, where we're going to see first-party games from Sony. We're going to see third-party games. You can be certain that Sony is not going to just come out with a 35-minute sizzle reel of mm-hmm. you know a dozen or so trailers. They're going to show us gameplay yep. of some first-party games. They're going to show us a you know a marketing trailer for just one of their random IPs. Even if they just show Kratos's face for two seconds and show a God of War logo, yep. that's going to generate a lot more buzz than what we saw from Microsoft today. And now it feels like Microsoft has lost a little bit of momentum. I'm not yes. going to say a lot, yes, but now they've given Sony just enough that Sony can take control of messaging moving forward when they have their presentation in June because Microsoft's next big showcase in terms of first party doesn't come till July. So now if you're Microsoft, you're giving Sony a anywhere between a four to six week buffer Mm-hmm. before you can counter them in a significant way. And, I mean, maybe maybe Microsoft has you know, a good plan in place and they are aware of this. Maybe they want Sony to go first. Or, I mean, due to the pandemic and stuff, maybe the situation got out of their hands and you know they're just like every other industry. They're trying to salvage what they can and unfortunately what their original planning was, which to my understanding... There, there was a May event that was supposed to be more substantial. This is what they salvaged in the end. And the bigger thing, you know, the bigger thing is coming in July. But, I mean, I don't think Microsoft is scrambling in any way. I just, I don't think they want to be silent for too long, like we've seen from Sony, yeah. and especially Nintendo this year. And, you know, they gave their equivalent of a Nindies event in the form of this inside Xbox. And, I mean, it didn't... It didn't overwhelm. It didn't underwhelm. It just, it was a very, very middling. And I think any of the games had they been given even a five minute demonstration of actual gameplay being played. Yep. It would have propelled this event to a higher tier. Because yes. if you show me five minutes of gameplay of, you know, Assassin's Creed or even the Medium or Scarlet Nexus or a Madden game being played, just like one passing play of some sort or even Dirt 5 being played, I think people would have walked around and said, oh, wow, that looks really good. We didn't get that. Yeah, no, man. Everything you've said is spot on. I think Sony, I mean, it seems like they've just stumbled, you know, and, and Microsoft has controlled the entire message this year. And they have. This is not a, a, a disaster, but it's a misstep. And it's a misstep that can be yes. rectified. Let me let's be honest. But you're absolutely right. Sony has now a a platform to really hit back pretty hard and say, "Oh, 
look at the games that we have now and like you said now we're going to show you some gameplay of the next spider-man game or the next horizon zero dawn and that is really something that the fans want to see right now we don't want to see trailers anymore we're, we're sick of trailers where we're immune to seeing them like we we see them at the movies when we go to the to, to the movies we we see them on video games it's it doesn't really give you the same feeling as watching someone with a controller in their hand playing through the game and getting an idea about is this something that is appealing to me or or not and i think that's that's something that's very powerful that was just lost in this and i think the other thing you said was very important was you know show us some of the power of the series x show us the loading speeds you know show us the fast ssd or the the 4k 60 or the you know or something you know something something more than what you had and i think that's ultimately where you know microsoft stumbled in this and um i think sony really now has a you know a good time a bit of buffer up their sleeve to to figure out what they think is going to get them back in this race and i don't think it's going to take much honestly i mean i think you know they are in a pretty good situation if if they have the games which i'm sure they will i mean most of these games i'd say probably all of them right are all cross platform between the ps5 and the xbox one series x and let's not forget aren't these games supposed to be all run on the vcr and the xbox (laughs) one x as well i mean let that sink in for a minute right like imagine dirt 5 running on a xbox one vcr i mean that would be interesting to to consider you know but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, I think I think Sony has a, a platform now to really hit back hard if they choose to do so. And I, I want to see what, what the next move is. Yeah, I don't really envision a way where I don't see Sony hitting back hard because all they really have to do to strike in the situation is, and you know they will because it's Sony's marketing style, is that they're going to show something like the Spider-Man demo that they've shown behind closed doors, but they'll make it a big public spectacle. Say here's Spider-Man on PlayStation four pro. Mm -hmm. It took 30 seconds to load the city. Here it is on PlayStation five. It took one. And that's something to the viewer that's going to stick with you. It's memorable. And that's where Microsoft failed today is that nothing they showed was memorable. And that is a marketing failure. If you walk away from a presentation and you say, I don't really remember anything from it. It was neat to watch, but nothing stuck out to me. And Sony always gives you a memorable moment. With the PS4, they used the used game illustration where you had Adam Boys hand the game over to Yoshida and said, here, yeah, that stuck with people because that was exploiting one of Microsoft's marketing failures. And... You know, come June, Microsoft is going to show the SSD speed. They're going to show ray tracing in a significant way. And now, to Microsoft's defense, because they still could do this, as they've said they will have something in June, maybe they come out the day before Sony's planned event, and they do an SSD demonstration showcasing, you know, I'll say Assassin's Creed again, and the loading of the world to show the 
how the Xbox Series X is better than the Xbox One. And maybe they get ahead of Sony in that messaging. But today was that opportunity. And unfortunately, they fumbled it. Because hmm. as simple as that is, it speaks volumes about what you're trying to sell us with the next gen. What you showed us today didn't sell me on the Xbox Series X. It didn't show me anything that made me say, wow, I can't believe we're on the verge of next gen. This all looks incredible. It was all very, yeah, that's fine. And a lot of it is because a lot, you know, the games are cross-generation. It's like, I was, it, dude, it was like a presentation that was shown to people that don't play video games. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. It, it like was for the casual. Or, um, you know, uh, business people, you know, that, that have hmm. a stake in, in Microsoft. Like you're, you're showing them, hey, this is the cool things we're doing. You know, but you're not really showing, you're not targeting this for the fans of video games. Right. Right. And I mean, I guess that goes back to like our original point from earlier, where is this was just thrown in as a 10 minute sizzle reel during an E3 presentation. You wouldn't have thought anything of it. You would just have to be like, oh, those games looked cool. But then it would have ended with like a Halo Infinite gameplay trailer. And then you would have remembered the Halo stuff and you would have gone back to view some of these trailers again because it was, oh, that happened really quick, but I remember some of the stuff looking cool, like Chorus or Nexus from Namco or The Medium. You would have gone back to those trailers after the fact. But for an entire event planned on filler, just feels like a mistake from Microsoft's pot, but they will recover. This wasn't, you know, this wasn't a knockout blow, self-inflicted or anything of the sort. It was just a... It was an odd stumble yeah. to the Microsoft that we've seen running a marathon on smooth footing. Yep. They finally hit a minor speed bump and they lost a little of their momentum and you know they kind of almost fell to their knees, but they're going to get up and recover. But Sony's just in that prime position where they can walk in in June, show the benefits of SSD, show the benefits of ray tracing, illustrate software that takes advantage of the PlayStation 5 and shows true next-gen software. And then all of a sudden, Microsoft is coming from behind yep. when we have to wait for their first-party showcase in July. Now, this can work for Microsoft in a significant way. By letting Sony go first, if Sony does not trump Xbox in every single facet... Microsoft can then exploit that come July, whether it's the SSD ray tracing effects, pricing, release timing. Microsoft could potentially be in a better position by waiting. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's something that will that we have to wait to see. Like if Sony comes out in June and they say we're four ninety nine for a price point, and we're launching. Yeah, November, whatever. Microsoft comes out a month later, and let's say they showcase Halo Infinite, Fable, New Perfect Dark. They show that their SSD solution is great. They show ray tracing on Forza, and it's amazing. And they still have a high resolution and a high frame rate for a game like that. And then they come out and say, "Our system's four ninety nine. We're launching." in October. Yeah. Now all of a sudden Sony's sitting back there and saying, We already put out our marketing message. We can't 
atop them now and Microsoft can say, we have the better hardware. We're coming at the same price. We have the better backwards compatibility. What are you getting for the same price from the PlayStation 5? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all a game of, I mean, marketing is, that's it. It's a game yeah. where who is going to get there first. And today was just, it's almost like Microsoft, actually, they stood still. Yeah. They looked at the lead and they turned around and said, I don't see Sony, but Sony's going to come up quick. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that on the hardware side, Microsoft have locked it down and they have been absolutely on point with everything. The game side has always been weird to me. You know, even even the last few E3 presentations, it's just been a little all over the place. And this kind of just continues that. I think... Um, yeah, I think Sony is is probably rubbing their hands right now, man, saying, "Okay, let's um let's hit back and let's hit back hard." And they have uh-huh. every reason to do that, and I think they will. I think that whatever Sony comes back with is going to be absolutely on point for the most part. I mean, it's not going to be like amazing knock it out of the park stuff, but it's <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be good. But I also want to see what Microsoft comes back with um in July. I think you know, they, yeah. they've certainly got some aces up their sleeve that they haven't even brought out yet. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they will take away the the kind of just the, the fans, the the uh, the YouTubers that streamed it, all the comments, the takeaways that they've they've received and really just think about what people really want to see when it comes to these style presentations because they've never got it right with with this stuff it's always been these trailers and we're sick of trailers we want to see games yeah and like to make it clear i'm still very excited about the xbox series x yep some of the games shown today yeah like they definitely they've piqued my interest my sole complaint is this was just a bad means of delivering a message and i think microsoft just could have approached it in a smarter way where and we're going to see it from sony sony likes to show gameplay when sony has their event in june you know they're going to have a five to ten minute demonstration of the next call of duty because that's their style Mm -hmm. they always do that and that gameplay demonstration is what sticks with people and that's all we had to see from microsoft today was it didn't have to be every game because obviously some of these games are still early in development and they wouldn't have a gameplay slice available yet but assassin's creed was prime Maybe the Yakuza game would have been a prime target of that to just show us the game, take advantage of your hardware, and leave us with something more memorable than just a compilation of trailers. And that's my that's really my core complaint, is that it just was a bad presentation for our introduction to the next gen and a simple gameplay demonstration of three or four of these games would have gone such a would have gone so far into into delivering that message in a more impactful manner and sony's going to do exactly that we all know sony's going to do that from first party and some third party games and that's what's going to make fans excited what was your score out of 10 i would give it oh god i'm going to score in two different ways (laughs) in terms of a software presentation I would give it a six, mm-hmm. give about an average score. In terms of a next generation presentation, 
I give it a three. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from, Nate. If I was to re- rank it the same way, I thought it was a seven, and I said seven at the start. As a next-gen presentation, yeah, I mean... Uh, I mean, I'd probably score it a little higher than that. I'd probably give it a four and a half, only because, you know, the Dirt 3 t- uh, technical talk at the end kind of saved it a little bit. But, I mean... Yeah, I totally agree with you. As a next-gen talk, it was subpar for sure. Yeah, and it just comes back to the point that we've really been hammering on. All it really needed was a couple of real gameplay demonstrations for five to ten minutes because it would have just nailed the point home. You would have showed off those features that everyone's supposed to be excited for. And today just did not show us any of those features that we're supposed to be excited for. It felt very... It just felt very flat. And I mean, in a way, this kind of, I look at the inside Xbox and it makes me realize how much effort Nintendo must put into their Nintendo Directs when they're putting all those together. Because, I mean, they show us trailers, but they also show us some gameplay footage mm-hmm. at the same time. And that's what makes a Direct memorable is that you see the game actually being represented in some form and like Microsoft's games, yeah, we had you know five, ten second clips of some gameplay mixed into a trailer, and you know that's just not enough. Not when you're trying to sell me on next gen hardware. So that will wrap up today's episode of Nate the Hate, a nice condensed episode that I don't think we ran much longer than the actual presentation itself, which <laughs> which is pretty good because usually people do Nintendo Direct predictions and such that go on for like two hours and then the actual direct is about 10 minutes and i never quite understood how you could predict something that takes longer than the event itself very true we we, i mean there is a lot of of presentations coming up over the summer so we'll we'll definitely be covering all of them as as they approach so stick around on the channel yes we have Sony expected in June we should have another Microsoft event in June Microsoft's big showcase coming in July So there is definitely a lot happening in the next couple of months, and we will be here to discuss them all and break it down in full detail, hopefully in a non-biased manner. So until next time, thank you for joining me once again, MVG. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, man. And if you enjoy this content, be sure to give the video a like. If you didn't, give it a dislike. Let Let us know your thoughts on the inside Xbox presentation in the comment section below. Until next time, don't deny me. Embrace me.